love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. Thank God. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 10. God bless each and every one of you that are in the house of the Lord today. We appreciate your being here. And uh, it's glad to have Sister Mindy this morning. It's been a while since we've seen her. God bless you. Amen. Great to have you today. It's good to see Amber again this morning. God bless you. Amen. And uh, we're glad she's here today. Also, it's good to have Kayla and Mark here this morning. God bless you. Amen. It's good to have you in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I'm glad Jesus is in the house. I feel his presence here. His glory and his power and his And so whatever you have need of today by being in the presence of the Lord, he's able to grant that request. Hallelujah. Amen. In your life. Jeremiah chapter 10. And uh, we will begin reading at verse 23. Read verse 23 and 24. And then we're going to flip over also to the book of Hebrews and read a passage of scripture there. But let's read in Jeremiah 10 first. Jeremiah 10, 23 and 24. O Lord, this is a prayer of Jeremiah. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Now let's read Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. If you have it, say amen. Hebrews 4 and 12 reads like this, For the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Just this week, this message, which I believe will turn into a series of messages, uh, was spoken to my heart. And uh, I want to preach to us this morning the first part in a series of lessons that we're going to call God's Solution for Man's Problems. God's Solution for Man's Problems. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to us this morning. In the name of Jesus, God, you're great, you're powerful, you're wonderful. Jesus, I thank you for your touch that's in this house. I don't take it for granted, Lord. I lean on you. I look to you. I trust in you. I believe in you, O oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I believe you, Lord, to say everything you want to say. I believe you to speak everything you want to speak today, God, to give us instruction. Give us your word of wisdom, God. And give us, Lord, your understanding and your knowledge today, Lord. Teach us your will. Teach us your ways. Let us receive with meekness, God, the instruction of wisdom. In the name of the Lord, we love you. Give us revelation, God, this morning. Further, God, our understanding today. We believe you to do it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Simple title, but um, I believe there's going to be some effective and profound truths that God places in our heart are establishes deeper in our hearts. God's solution for man's problems. Man can have a lot of problems. People and individuals can face a lot of uh, things in life that creates for them a lot of questions and a lot of confusion. And uh, there's it's at least three things that we're going to address in this series of lessons that will be answers, our solutions, are part of the equation to bring resolution to man's problems. Number one, we're going to talk about the Word of God. Number two, we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. 
Number three, we're going to talk about the blood of the lamb. Those things work together to bring solution to life's problems that individuals face. The word of the Lord, the name of Jesus, and the blood of the lamb. And while we can accept that readily this morning and give assent, I'm believing the Lord that through these series of messages, there will be a greater understanding when we're finished that when I say that we have answers and solutions to life's problems, being the word of the Lord, the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus, amen, something will just come forth and that there will be further revelation and understanding. And when we say, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, thank you, thank you for those things, the word, the name, and the blood. The problem that we want to address this morning was expressed by Jeremiah in prayer. He said, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So when God created us, let me just touch a familiar point this morning. When God created us, he made us beautiful. He made us wonderful. Some folks might with say there's some he may not have made beautiful, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. And, uh, and so as the creation of God, every individual is beautiful and they are created in the image of the Lord. And uh, the problem is that all of that God gave us when he created us, there is some things he left out. And that is that while God himself is a self-existent entity and that only in him is life and immortality, he doesn't have to go outside of himself for anything. He is self-existent. He has within himself everything that is needed. You and I do not have everything that we need. As a matter of fact, our life even is not our own. It is a gift from God. Breath came into our life, and one of these days, should the Lord tarry, breath will go forth from this life. It is not ours. It's just given to us for a certain period of time. Life and immortality belongs to God alone. We do not have life within ourselves. It is a gift from God. And then also you think about God being infinite in wisdom. He knows all things at all times. He knows the end from the beginning. And, and he has perfect wisdom. He has perfect understanding. But you and I as individuals do not have that. We do not get to share that. And, and that is that we have limited knowledge. And while there is varying Levels of understanding that each person has. No one person understands everything and knows all. And so, especially when it comes to what is best for mankind, of how man should live his life, or ladies and individuals should live their lives, we do not have within us the plan that is best. We don't have it within us the plan that is, is capable of bringing us to our greatest life that we can enjoy or a life of profitability and peace that we can enjoy. We don't have within us. He said, oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Lord, if you would ask what I want right now, I could tell you what I want, but that may not be what's best is what Jeremiah is saying. Lord, if you was to come ask us as Israel and your chosen people, what our opinion is of what you should decide about what's going on right now, this is what we would say. But Lord, you know what? We understand that while we may have opinions and we may have ideas and we have ways that we think, we understand that your ways are a lot higher than ours and your thoughts are a lot higher than ours. And, and while, God, we have some knowledge, you have unlimited knowledge and while we have some wisdom you have infinite wisdom and so rather than us acting like we know what's best right now in this situation Lord we're just going to say oh Lord the way of man 
is not in himself. Oh, Lord, it is not in man to direct his steps. Lord, when it comes to the road that we should be walking right now and when it comes uh, to the course of life that we should be following and when it comes to uh, the proper mode of action that should be taken, Lord, we're not going to just trust our own feelings, our own thoughts. We're going to say, God, you are our creator. And as our creator, you know what's best for us. You know how we should live our life. We know, you know how we should conduct ourselves. While I may have an opinion that this way is best, actually, if I followed my way, it might harm me. But God, you are above everything. And you see all things. And God, you know what I need to be doing right now at this point and this time in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. So God, I'm going to trust your higher wisdom. I'm going to trust your higher wisdom. God, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Has anybody ever had a, something you wanted to do? It was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Come hell or high water. This is the way it's going to happen. And regretted it later. How many has ever been determined to do something? Nobody, nothing could stop you. And sure as a world, you regretted it later. You really thought it was right. But you come to find out that the way of man is not in himself. You can really be passionate and have a strong will about something. It may not be the right thing to do. And uh, I, I, was, I just thought about this. I, I thought about a lady I was talking to one time. Uh, she, she said uh, she was having a relationship outside of marriage with, with, with a man. And she said, well, I'm expecting. And so being as I'm expecting, then God must want us to get married. Just because a child is coming isn't God saying, hey, I'm blessing this relationship. I'm just, that's a little example to show you how sometimes thinking can get off. Ideas can, 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 can be really off of base. How many knows that in an uncertain world in which we live, the only sure thing is the word of God? There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of philosophies. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of doctrines. There's a lot of different social groups. There's a lot of different churches that do things in a lot of different ways. We live in a world where people ask the question that Pilate asked years ago. What is truth? What is truth? What is right? What should I be doing? How should I be living? What is truth? Pilate is the biblical example asking the question, what is truth, that every generation asks. What is truth? Every generation, every group of people that's born into this world, they come and they come to a point in life and they ask the question, hey, what is right? In this world where we've got so many diverse beliefs, I mean, we've got Buddhism, Hinduism, we got Muslim, Islam, religion, we got Christianity. Jerusalem is known as a city of three faiths. And, 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 and they just say, what do we believe? Is, is it right to be a Jew, to go into Judaism? Should we follow Islam? Should we, should we follow Hinduism? Should we follow... Christianity, what should we follow? What is truth? The question's out there. Every generation asks that question. But you know what? I'm glad that I can say that every generation finds the answer. While the whole of the generation may not come to the knowledge of truth, there are those a part of every generation that comes acquainted with truth. They may not know everything there is to know, but they know he who knows everything. They may not come to perfect knowledge in that, in that they have all of the answers to life, but they do know the one that has all the answers. 
And in that relationship with the one true living God, amen, is the relationship with truth. And the Bible tells us this, that truth endureth to all generations. That means it's solid, it's firm, it's settled. Truth has been given and truth will live forever. Hallelujah. Generations come and generations go. A new generation is born and they come to a place in life where they start asking the questions. What is right? What is truth? What should I do? And then they find an experience with truth. Some do not. Some just shove that question to the back of their mind and go on living their own way. But there is always a group of people in every generation, amen, that has a heart for truth. And in having a heart for truth, they come to know the Lord. Hallelujah. And they come to know a living Lord, not just uh, a man, a God that is a figment of imagination, not just an idol that is worshipped, but they come to know a God who is alive, a God who is powerful, a God who is great, and a God is mighty. I'm glad I come to know that God. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus today. I'm, I'm glad that we can boldly proclaim Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and that one Lord is Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the only potentate. Hallelujah. He is the living Lord who sits and reigns. And, and think about it. When everything began, how did it begin? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God what? And God said. This world was darkness. This world was in chaos. This world was in confusion. But God brought it to order. It was empty. The Bible said the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, what? Let there be light. And there was light. And so this great world, earth, cosmos, universe that we enjoy and are a part of today, it all began to take order when God spoke, when God said. And so what was empty began to be filled. What was chaotic begin to take order what was darkness experienced light as God began to speak yeah. I'm talking this morning about God the creator amen having power with his word the word of the Lord is quick the Bible said the word of the Lord is powerful amen the word of the Lord is sharp it divides and it pierces amen and so when we talk about the word of God and how that everything began with the word of God, we can also say that everything began again. Everybody say begin again. Everything began again by the word of God. And that is he gave humanity life. He spoke it. He breathed into it. He created this world. He created man. But you know what? The Bible also lets us know that we who have been born again were what? Begotten by the word of the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. And so we were begotten by the word. And so life began again for us. Life took on new meaning. Life took on new purpose when the word of God, the truth of God came into our lives. Can you say amen? And so we're talking this morning about God's solution for man's problems. Man today is sitting with confusion, questions. God, as our creator, had a purpose for every one of our lives being born, or giving us life. And he had a purpose for all of humanity. If he is the creator, he is the designer how many knows we go back to that creator and we go back in fellowship with him and by communing with him, 
talking with him, communicating with him, we can find his purpose for our lives. There are those that would choose to live life their own way, just do their own thing. And, and, and as they go through life, they, they, they start saying, you know, there's got to be more to life than just eating and drinking and working a job and partying. There's got to be more to life than that. All of a sudden, the questions start coming. They're like, what's, what's the purpose? And you know where they find purpose? They find the purpose of life by going back to God, their creator. And the God that spoke this world into existence begins speaking to their hearts. In the private moments, sometimes it's while they're driving down the road. Sometimes it's while they're sitting in their home. Whatever it is, at some point in life, God begins to deal with them. God begins to turn their hearts toward his home. Hallelujah. God begins to deal with them. God begins to talk to them. And there's an interest and there's a curiosity in the purpose and the plan of life. I'm just pointing back to the scripture that said, Oh God, I know that in man it's not in him to direct his steps, Lord. The way of man is not in himself. But where is it at? It's in the word of God. It is in the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. I got a, a, a little simple definition this morning. Uh, of, of We understand basically when we talk about a solution, we're talking about, number one, the process, the act of solving a problem, especially, uh, or especially in the area of mathematics. You think about uh, the solution can be the process that is used, all right, to solve a problem. But it also can represent the answer. You say, what is the solution? Well, you can, you can talk about the answer, and you, it can also be used as the process that's used. And I'm going to tell you the way that God solves man's problems is with his word. The first thing God does when there's chaos, when there's emptiness, when there's disorder, when there's darkness, he speaks. He begins to talk. He begins to talk to an individual. Their life, they say, oh, there's disorder, there's disruption, there's, there's chaos in my life, there's confusion. What should I do? They start hearing the voice of God. Deal with them. Talk to them. God starts bringing light and hope into their hopeless situations through him. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you the process, what God uses to reach humanity is his Word, hallelujah, amen. He uses his word. We can't save ourselves. We don't have the ability with our own mind and our own intellect to, to, to get from here to heaven to an eternity of bliss and happiness to, to a, a life around a, a beautiful throne with a great throng of people where there's joy and peace and blessedness forever. We can't get ourselves from here to there. How are we gonna get there? The path. The plan is the word of God. Can you say amen? This is simple truth, but I, I want us to appreciate it in a fresh way. We don't have it within ourselves this morning. We, we gotta look beyond ourselves. We gotta look outside of ourselves. And if we're gonna look outside of ourselves, who are we gonna trust to save us? Who are we gonna trust to have infinite wisdom? Who are we, who are we gonna trust to speak words of truth? Well, I'm going to go the God that created me because I believe in creating me. He has purpose. He has plan. And not only that, he can help me like nobody can help me. And he loves me more than anybody else loves me. He loves. And so I can go to him and I can believe that he has goodwill He's got the power. He's got the ability. Even though I've been going down the wrong road, doing the wrong things, I believe he is able. And that's where the word of God will come to us and tell us there's a name that we can believe in and there's blood that we can experience. Praise God. Praise God. 
because the greatest problem of humanity is sin and the blood's the remedy. Hallelujah. Amen. The greatest trouble that people have in their lives is sin. Sin is a sickness. It is a disease that brings spiritual death and has brought spiritual death to us. But it is the blood of Jesus Christ. Through his death, we experience life. Hallelujah. Amen. And not only, not only is sin a sickness and a disease, but sin has power. And sin has dominion. Sin has rule and has reign. So not only is it a sickness and a disease that needed remedy, but it is dominion and power that needed authority, hallelujah, to break it, hallelujah. And there's power in the blood and there's power in the name of Jesus to break the dominion and the powers of sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I'm not just going to preach it three weeks down the road. I want you to know right now, this morning, that if you want a good life and you want the best life you can have and you want joy beyond belief and you want satisfaction and peace that passeth all understanding, there is a way through the word of God. God has spoken. We don't have to go through life and wonder what is truth. Amen. I'm here to boldly proclaim the word of God is true. It is forever settled in heaven. The word of God is true. The words and the teachings of Jesus is true. How many can testify this morning that everything the Lord ever said in his word, when you applied it, you found it to be true. And you found it that he would favor you and bless you that by embracing his principles and his truth, it made your life a better life. You had less trouble. You had less chaos. You had more peace when you embraced God's truth and God's principles. So I'm telling you this morning that if you will embrace God's word when it comes to the plan of salvation and when it comes to redemption, if you will believe his plan and believe that he is the Messiah, that his name is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. You come to that point of belief and that you will call on the name of Jesus yourself and ask him to wash you and ask him to forgive you and ask him to cleanse you you'll find a God amen the ready to forgive and to release you of all of your sin he's a forgiving God yes he is amen let me quote the scripture again where the Bible said they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved hallelujah amen you got faith in your heart in Jesus express that faith today by saying Lord I need your forgiveness Lord I need your blood to wash me hallelujah God I need you to touch me I need you to help me whether you're saved or unsaved today there's a name that's available for you to help you through whatever you're going through they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved hallelujah Amen. But if you need salvation today, you call on that name. You believe in his death that he died on the cross. You call on the name. You ask him to forgive you. And where does the blood get applied? It gets applied in baptism. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus, it is for the remission of sins. Amen. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus today, you ought to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Jesus shed blood to wash away your sins. And he wants to forgive you and he wants to wash your slate clean, your heart, your spirit, your conscience clean through his blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching first this morning about the word of God being the solution to man's problems because it all starts with the word how can we believe in Jesus if we never heard of Jesus and how can we be baptized and get the blood applied to our heart and our record clean in Jesus name how, how can that happen unless we hear about it first I'm, I'm just trying to establish the fact that God speaks first the Bible says that he has begotten us with an incorruptible seed. Is that right? We were begotten by the word of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. 
And so life began initially, creation, let there be light, but then life begins again. We're, beg we're begotten, we're born again by the word of God. Life starts all over. You remember when the children of Israel were walking through the wilderness and as they walked through the wilderness, there was manna that fell every day, right? And it was during this time they trusted in that bread being there every morning and being able to awake, go get what they needed sufficient for the day and eat it. The Lord taught them in that time that man should not live by bread alone. He taught them in that time not only to trust in the literal bread, the wafers that would be upon the ground in the mornings to bring them sustaining life. He let them know that you can have life beyond just breathing and eating. But there's a life that is to be lived and enjoyed by the word of God. Some folks said, oh, to have life, I got I to gotta have meals. I, I can't go more than 60 days without eating. I can't, I got to have the water. I can't go without so many days without water. I'll die. The need of natural water, natural food is there. But can I tell you, you can have natural food and natural water and not have a good life. Amen. Because life doesn't just come by eating and drinking. Real life comes from a relationship with God. Real life can be enjoyed by living according to his word and according to his will. Remember when Satan tried to tempt Jesus and have him turn stones to bread, Jesus resisted with the word of God saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Remember he said, it is written. Man shall live by bread alone. So the written word became a spiritual sword in the hands of Jesus by which he could overcome the devil and resist temptation. And so we know the truth that the word of God becomes a spiritual sword for us in battle. But I'm trying to help us understand afresh that there's a way to live, a way to find life that is greater than just continuing to eat and drink the necessary things of life. But there is a way to live according to God's word, according to God's direction, according to God's ex expressed will by which you and I can find contentment, satisfaction, joy, and peace. I want God to help me. I want God to help me to not be stubborn I want God to help me to not be rebellious. I want God to help me to not be self-willed. I want him to help me this morning say, God, I trust you as my creator. I trust you to be infinite wisdom. I trust you to know all things, God. I want to take your word and let it be my guide. I want to know, God, and believe in my heart that if I live by this book, the words that are written here, I'll find a life that is more blessed and more favored and more joyous and more happy than I could have imagined. I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters, we have tough times down here. Life, life is tough for everybody, but God's will for every one of our lives is to have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And, and, and the, fact, the fact is sometimes we don't, ex, we don't experience as much joy and peace and on and on as, as we would like because maybe we're not following the principles as we should. Maybe we're not spending time in prayer as we should. But I'm going to tell you, the more time we spend in prayer and the more careful we are to obey the word of God, the more light. His life, his joy, his liberty, the fruits of the Spirit come into us. Meekness, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. All that comes into us by a relationship with him and obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, and you know what? As children of God, we still have bad days. And, and, and we still have pressure and we still have tough times. But, but you know, if you was to take your trouble and the pressure you have in life 
and put it upside what this world's going through, there's no comparison. You may have got comfortable where you are, hallelujah, amen, and facing battles and struggles and trials where you are, but I want you to know, amen, you don't have near the pressure because while you may have pressure, you know you got hope. And while you may not be feeling on top of the world today, you know there's a touch in the Holy Ghost that'll bring you where you need to go. And while you may not be feeling God, you know you got the favor of God on your life. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Woo! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. There's just something, something about knowing you're doing things by the word of God and you're willing to do things by the word of God. And that is, God, if, if, if I'm not doing what you want me to do, I want you to know I'm willing. And if you'll just show me through reading or speak to me through teaching, I'll do it. There, there, there's just doing right and being honest and forthright with God has its own rewards. Nobody has the pat you on the back. There's such blessed peace that comes with doing things his way in favor we see the glory of God and we could just keep listing things that come one thing about it not only does God's word have creative powers his word has destructive power just as he could create the worlds with his words he can destroy with his words I mean, he said, let there be light, there was light. When he speaks a blessing upon you and a, gives you a promise, it's just as good as done, brothers and sisters. I mean, it's so. He can speak life. He can create things with his word. But even beyond that, he can destroy things. Remember, he walked by a fig tree one time and he cursed the fig tree. And the Bible said immediately, phew, the disciples walked by it and they were amazed at how quick it withered away. It's amazing to me how God can speak life. How many times have we ever come to the house of God and we was discouraged and we were down? We were just barely making through. We, we, we were at the house of God because we knew it was right. We loved God. We just having a tough time. And in that service, we left a changed individual because of the power of the word of God. How many people came to the house of the Lord and they said, hey, I'm not gonna serve the Lord. I, I, I'm just going because so-and-so wants me to go. But when they got in the house of the Lord, the word of God, the spirit of God began speaking to them and talking to them and dealing with them, amen. And they, they were brought unto life and the salvation and was born again, filled with the Holy Ghost in that service that night or that morning. Why? Because of the power of the word of God. It has the ability to create and to bring to life that which is not. But he also has the ability to destroy. You know what? I don't want God's curse upon my life. I don't want God's word to be against me. I don't want God's word. I want God's word to be for me. You know what, brothers and sisters? This book is, it's written. It's already settled. This is God's will, and it don't change. It will never change. And if we go against this book, we're cursed. We can't go against God's principles, brothers and sisters. We can't. Because the word of God will be against us. I choose to live my life under the authority and the rule of God's word. We all have a choice. But God's way is best. We may think we know what's best. But we need to come to that point of truth and accept it that the way of man is not in his self. And so, God, I don't want your curse on my life. I want your blessing on my life. You can speak and things can wither up, <clears throat> dry away, die, be destroyed. I want, God, your good word of creative power working in my life. Your good word of creative power. I don't want your word to come against me, Lord. Because I understand just as just it's a two-edged sword. It's a two-edged sword. Yes. 
It's a two-edged sword. It can bring life and it can bring death. God, I want your word to bring life to me. How many wants the word of the Lord to bring life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, God's a good God. He's such a good God that when we go in error, all we like sheep have gone astray, the Bible says. Aren't you glad for his voice? Aren't you glad? Like a lamb going astray, we can hear the voice of the shepherd call us back. Call us back. And you know what? That's what Jeremiah said. Oh, Lord, correct me. Correct me. Do we have a correctable spirit this morning? Brothers and sisters, we have limited knowledge. We have limited understanding. We have a will sometimes that is not perfect. We want things that's not best for us. Or is that just me? Can we be honest with the Lord here this morning? God, I have this. I want. I, I got this desire. This is my plan. This is my dream. This is... But Lord, I'm... I'll, I'll put it all aside for your will. I'll do something different if that's what you want. And so we say, God, correct me. Now here in this scriptures, they were about to go in judgment. They were living such a, a life of idolatry, a life of evil and immorality, a life of rebellion such that God was fixing to judge them and send them in the Babylonian captivity. Jeremiah was the prophet that was prophesying when it happened. And he was like, who wants their city destroyed? Who wants their people and their nation overcome? Who wants their walls to be torn down? Who wants their city to be ravished by rebels? Who wants that? Jeremiah's praying. He's talking to God about it. God's saying trouble's coming. And he's like, oh God. I know that the way of man's not in himself. It's not in man to direct his steps. God, I could tell you what I want. I could tell you I don't want these walls to come down. I could tell you I don't want the temple destroyed. I could tell you all this. Or I could say, God, we're human. And we need correcting. We need to get right. We need to get straight. But Lord, if we have to be chastised, if we've got to be punished, if we've got to be brought back in the line, that's what chastisement is. It, it's a disciplinary action that, that brings us into obedience. God, correct me. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be destroyed. I want your word to be able to reach me. I want you to be able to get me back in line. But, but Lord, let it be judgment, he said, and not anger. God, let it be something that's determined by your infinite wisdom. Let it be something that just you as God know this is what needs to happen. and This is how it needs to be handled. Let the judgment be upon divine wisdom. And let it not be divine anger. Let it not get to the point, God, where I'm so stubborn, I'm so hard-hearted, I'm so self-willed. That to get my attention, you have to do something drastic. Don't let me go so far, God. Don't let my heart be so hard that it comes to the place to where you get angry with me. I'm going to tell you, we got a generation in this world today that don't believe in the anger of God. And I don't think we should capitalize on that and we should just try to manipulate people with it, but I'm telling you, it's true. I think our prayer ought to be like his prayer. Correct me. God, I want to I want to be corrected because I, I'm human. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't like messing up. I'm just being honest with you. If anybody knows I'm human, my wife knows I'm human because she has to deal with me. And 
She knows that I can think some things sometimes and I'm totally wrong. Should the pastor be saying that? I don't want you not to trust me, but I am human. I'm not going to try to get you to think more of me than that. <laughs> because if, if, if you think I can be your God, anyway, if you think I can be your God, I can become a devil just that quick too. Is that not right? Amen. If you'll remember, there was a time that, that uh, uh, Paul and them went to fall down. People were, people were like, uh, that man's got to have a devil. That snake just come out of the fire and bit him. He escaped the storm, but the snake got him. He must be a devil. He must have a devil. And then when he shook the snake off in the fire, they wanted to fall down and worship him. He said, he's not dying, he's a god. And if we start elevating man to a God level, folks, he'll become a devil just that quick as much Amen. as we can't do that. So, I, I, you know, I don't mind letting you know I'm human. <laughs> I don't want you to think anything. So anyway, get back to my message. Lord, correct me. Correct me. I have limited knowledge. I wished I knew it all, but I don't. Perfect my thinking. Perfect my heart. My heart's not always right, Lord. My spirit's not always right. I wished it was, but it's not. Correct me. But Lord, never let it be that you have to get angry at me. Let it be that through your divine wisdom, you can gently direct me. That all you got to do is speak to me, Lord. Keep my heart soft. Keep my spirit teachable. Keep my spirit tender. I want to be able to receive with meekness the instruction of wisdom. I want to be comfortable with the truth that within me I don't have the ability to direct my steps. I want to be comfortable with that, God, so that I'll keep looking up. Say, Lord, I accept your word. I accept your will. I accept your ways. Because you have the best path. You got the best plan. You got the best will. <clears throat> Having heard that, would you like to talk to the Lord for just a little bit? Would you like to would you like to talk to the Lord just for a little bit about his word and him talking to you and saying, Lord, correct me. God, help me to have a correctable spirit. Help me to have a teachable spirit, Lord. I know it's going to come. I know it's going to happen. I know there's going to be situations and circumstances in my life. I know it's going to come. Never let it be, God, that you have to get angry with me to get my attention. Let it come out of divine wisdom, love, and judgment. <clears throat> and I want to keep this clear that just because God may get angry doesn't mean he doesn't love. All right, we get angry and we hate. But God can be angry and it be uh, anger that comes from love. Because if he'll judge you to get your attention, that's not evil. If he allows trouble and chaos to come into your life to get your attention, that's love. And all he wants is your attention. All he wants is your commitment. All he wants is your consecration. He loves you too much to let you keep making the bad decisions. He's going to do everything he can do to get you back on track. That's the love of God, brothers and sisters. That's the love of God that's in this place right now. The love of God. The love of God. The love of God. And it's not easy for us in this generation to accept and understand, say, God, whatever you got to do, get my attention. That's not easy, is it? But I want a heart that says, God, it's not in me, so I have to go to you. And if I'm going to trust anything, I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to believe in your word. That's why Jesus said, he that heareth these sayings of mine, that's my word, 
and doeth them. Well, I liken unto a wise man that dug deep and built his house upon the rock when the rains came, floods rose, and the waters rushed. That house stood because it's built on the rock. Brothers and sisters, you want to survive the storms of life. You want your spiritual house to stand. You want to make it. Do it by the book. Do it by the teachings of Jesus, the instruction of the word of God. Do it by the book. All God wants to do is bring us into obedience. That's all he's trying to do because our way is not best. His way is best. I'll give up my will for his will any day, brothers and sisters. I'm fixing to close. I'm just trying to make sure I say all needs to be said. Humans are strong-willed individuals. Some are very, very much strong-willed than others. And there are some who may have a soft appearance that can have an extremely strong will <laughs> also. Just some handles it different ways than others. <clears throat> uh, and it's not easy to give up our will. We have egos. We have the way we're perceived. We don't want people to think bad of us. That's what I've, I've tried so hard while I've pastored here and preached here. I want our mask off. We're nothing. We're nobodies. And we all have the potential to fail today. We have, we have the potential of something hitting us today that will just blow us off our rocker. Not to do something stupid, but rather to get us to a place where we don't know what to do. And we'll stumble back in here tonight just because we know it's right. And so we all, we all have egos we want to protect. We all have, but let, let's take all that away. Let's just, let's just be honest, folks. We need God's help. His word is right. His word is best. I know you believe that today. I'm just saying it again while we're here. Just let's be a church that comes to the house of God. Just open and honest. Say, help us, God, make it to heaven. Help us make it to heaven. None of us has got it made in the shade. No, none of us has got it all worked out. We need your mercy, God. I need your word. I'm going to receive with meekness the engrafted word today. I'm going to sit here like I don't know nothing and say, talk to me, Lord. Talk to me, Lord. Talk to me. I'm going to receive it. I got an open heart. I'm going to receive the word of God into my heart, into my soul. Hallelujah. Even if I heard it before, you know what I need, Lord. You know what I need. I want to receive it. Everybody say receive it. Receive it. I want to receive it. I want to receive it. <clears throat> I, thought this, I thought this morning about a story I read some time back. It was of a family that uh, was taken into concentration camps. The mother and the father became divided from two sons. Before they were divided... The mother looked at the older son and said, Son, whatever happens, whatever happens, do not allow your brother to be by himself. Don't ever separate yourself from him. He made a promise. He said, I'll stay with him. So there come a day when the two brothers called with a bunch of others and they were all together and the commander started making two lines out of the group he would say you go over here and you go over there you go over there and you go over there and with the commander pointing out and separating everyone that day he pointed at the young boy and sent him to one line and then later he points at the older brother and sends him to the other line. And now they're separate. And the little boy is by himself. The other brother's in the other line. The oldest one is thinking, what am I going to do? 
in a concentration camp, any open rebellion could prove sudden death. And he would be separated from his brothers. What are you going to do? Would he obey his mom or not? He made a decision. Mom told me to not separate myself from my brother. And with humble courage, he walked out of that one line and surprisingly, no shots rang out. He made it safely to his little brother's side. No open rebuke. No shots. He's alive. And he's standing by his brother's side. You know what? That line was the line that would live that day. The other group went to the death chambers. When he made a choice to obey, he didn't realize it. He was just being obedient, but he chose life. I'm telling you, when we choose to do things God's way, it may take strong courage we may have to step out. We may have to leave some things behind. But let's just obey God's word. And we'll always find life. Life, life, life. If we'll obey God's word. Hallelujah. 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 I thought about the old song this morning. I found a better way. Brighter paths for my feet. My heart is oh so sweet. I found a better way. Since I found a church, I found a place to pray. It's there I found the Lord. I found a better way. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you the Lord's way is best, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. How many feel like recommitting yourself to God's way? How many feels like committing yourself? To obedience to God's revealed will. Obedience to God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me and worship the Lord together? Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. That's it. Let's keep praying. The Lord, would, he loves hearing those words of consecration. He loves it. He loves it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. I'll do it your way, 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 God. I may not understand it all. I'll just do it, Lord. I believe. I'm not just going to do it because I have to do it. I'm going to do it because I believe your word. I believe in your wisdom. I believe in your love for me. I believe in your goodwill for me. I believe, God, in the blessing of life that will come by me doing things your way. I'll do it your way. So man's, man's got a problem. It's not in his way, not in himself to direct his steps. That's the problem. The answer is God's word. That's the answer. He has spoken. He is speaking. Do it his way. If the problem's confusion, God's word is there. He's got his word. He tells us what he thinks about certain things, how he wants things done. It's right here. Let's just do it by his word. How many believes, I'm closing, but how many believes with me Adam and Eve had no idea what kind of trouble they were getting themselves into? They didn't have a clue. Now they understood that there would be death, but they, didn't, they had no concept of death. They didn't know what kind of trouble they were bringing this world into, nor themselves. How many says it would have been best if they'd have never known They'd just live by God's word to not eat of that tree. I'm just trying to tell us there's a blessedness, there's a peace that comes with just doing things God's way. There's always a sad ending to those that won't live by God's word. But it's always a good ending for those that will live by his word. Why? Because the apostle Paul said, I am now ready to be offered. 
The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but to all them that love is appearing. What do you want the outcome of your life to be? What do you want the story of your life to be as you go through it? Would you be a part of the living but miserable? Living but stressful? Living but full of heartache and pain? Or do you want to be a servant of the Lord that lives by His Word? He's got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That knows a peace that passeth all understanding and a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I just believe we ought to have a season of prayer this morning. I'm going to invite everyone that will to take some time this morning. I, I feel this in my spirit. There's consecrations. There's desires in hearts that want to be expressed to God. And in your own way and in your own time this morning, I want you to